Station. Well, yes, indeedy. Welcome back to another episode of the Sheep Station Dynasty podcast. Joined by my usual suspects, Pointer69. How are you today, mate? Mate, I'm very good. Very, very good. That's that's good, mate. Good to hear. And uh, guest, oh, I thought it was going to be knockout, but it's Yeah, uh, but that's what I was going for, uh, knockout. Yeah, it's a knockout round one of uh, NFL, so ready to have some football chat. Yeah, we're back. Back into the NFL. The uh, first week of the point scoring season is in the books. What an exciting start, hey? How do we feel it went, boys? Some surprising stuff, hey? Um, Packers in particular, but... Baltimore losing that close game between the Bengals and the Vikings. It was all all action. Too right. Anything that stood out to you, Pointer? Oh, anything, and I'm not sure. Oh, the, the Falcons looked pretty terrible against um, the Eagles. Also, <laughs> like I think both those teams we don't thinking we're going to be crazy good, but the Eagles really came out and played well on both sides of the ball in that game. Um, really, you know, good signs for uh, Jalen Hurts there. Yeah, definitely. And I guess right. anyone with Miles Sanders, there was a lot of people writing him off and that backfield early on, and they came out and played very well. Yeah, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed having this football season back. Um, a couple of things that stood out to me was the Panthers' bloody pregame entertainment on the Raiders' pregame entertainment. I was fired up yesterday, <laughs> sitting here, just casual day at work, 10, 20 hits. Bruce Buffer comes on, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm, I'm wired. Yeah, let it work. Yeah, woo. <laughs> It was uh, it was good good fun. Yeah, we uh, probably should throw a PSA out there to know if anyone knows how to get uh, you know the Manning brothers coverage for Monday Night Football <laughs> using Game Pass. Uh, Please hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up and let yes. us know because <laughs> it looked quite amusing. <laughs> yeah, good analysis too, I reckon. So yeah, look, let us know, please, for the love of God, how to get onto that uh, that stuff. So yeah, good to have it back. Uh, the Cardinals, swooped just just quietly. I was thoroughly impressed with my Cardinals. Gave me a little bit of a chub. No. All right. Yeah, look, nobody likes Kyler. Oh. It's racist somehow. No? No comment? Okay. No, I thought uh, that did well. Um, yeah, did Chandler definitely... Jones, already the sack master for the year. Um, he's got that locked up, so that's pretty good. <laughs> Five sacks in a game. <laughs> yeah, they were good to watch. Um, I think the home field advantage I, I was reading just before was not a thing this this week. Um, it was we like half of the I think home it was going to be a thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. The fans back. Yep, and uh, I think they said half of the teams that were at home didn't didn't win or some crazy stat like that. So yeah, it was a bit of a surprise to me. So yeah, so plans for this this episode where we're doing a bit of a rookie rookie looky, as I'm calling it. Um, do our rookie of the week and then we're going to have a look at some rookie snap percentages so it's a bit of a rookie episode here um, but first of all i tell you what didn't make the sound I was hoping for yeah well look um, beer review of the week uh, you know when you get those those lovely matte black cans Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what this is, and I think that uh, took away from that uh, the crack, classic crack that you get from uh, from cracking open a beer can. So, what have we got today? We've got a a local beer for me from down in the Shire, the Shark Island Brewing Company in Kirawi. Mm-hmm. Um, picked these up a little while back, but I'm going to give it a go today. It's the Shiprock Hazy Pale Ale. Oof. 
Uh, combine metrics, we got 5.2% uh, ABV, uh, 1.5 standard drinks. It's 375 mils. It's a lovely sky blue uh, mm. label on the black can with a shark just uh, chomping into a keg. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, so it's a hazy beer, which is um, I'm pretty into, so it's nice and cloudy. Colour. Would you say that the sharks are circling? or? Yeah, definitely, and I, I'm ready to taste it, so, so I'm going to give it a crack. Where I'll go? Yeah, nice looking can, nice blue and black. It's very Cronulla yeah, Sharksy. It's lovely. It's um, yeah, it's got a real uh, New South Wales blues feel to it. Mm. And the other thing that I, I'm I'm picking up right away is is that powder blue. Makes me think of the charges. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, and look, it's um, it's exactly what I wanted in a in a hazy beer, hazy pale ale. Um, they're one of my favourite beer types and this one didn't disappoint so um yeah as a player comp i'm gonna give it we'll go with a, a charger and it's it's a mike williams i Ooh, think okay um like a spectacular as, catch yeah like pretty flashy um but if you're looking for a, play, a beer that you want to drink every day of the week this is this is not your beer it's a bit too uh too much to to really get on it for a whole session but um <laughs> yeah really high performing um a match drafted play yeah and i drafted high um in a in a startup just because it's it's one of my favorites and it's got that huge uh, upside so, so it's gonna score it's gonna score double digit touchdowns but uh have a hit and miss week is that what you're saying here? yeah i think so yeah right Probably like uh, a late first, early second. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Righto. Yeah, look, it's not nice looking can. Um, don't mind this beer review of the week. We we hear about these local guys, and I'm I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Yep. So we'll so keep it up. I'm I'm up next week. You're up next, Moses. You know, yep. throw out um something a bit fancy, or just uh. Well, you guys know me, and my beer choices are usually <laughs> like two is new. So Forex I might summer, give you. Yeah. Yeah, Forex Summer. Well, that's that was a little phase back in the day. I've, mm -hmm. I've phased out of that. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go the fancy two is new option, whatever that is. <laughs> Maybe we, a fancy uh, one. Maybe shout, I'll get it in a can. Shout out to our fans, actually. Um, if anyone's in a brewery or anything and wants to send us something to plug, uh, go ahead yeah. and, and we'll try it on live on air and, and give a give a review for you. We promise it'll be a positive one because then you have to leave a positive one for us. So. <laughs> Fair trade. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Fair trade, yep. yeah. <laughs> and if so, I'll throw in Ted and Fab. Just you just, just throw in a fourth and we'll get the deal done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Let's rip into some uh, some stuff here with these rookies. We uh, planned on doing this. We've spoken about it quite a few times. We're going to do a rookie of the week. Um, each of us are going to give a 3-2-1 in terms of points for the best rookie for this week, and we'll add up all the points at the end. And uh, the rookie with the most points will obviously win rookie of the year. Um, so we're going to start off with week one in the books. A couple of rookies really did perform, uh, I'm going to say above expectation in comparison to what we saw uh, in the off-season from some of them. And then, of course, a few Smokies uh, that had a bit of a chance from injury and uh, just a couple that were just a little bit sneaky um, who, who did a bit of the work. So, uh, Poyta, you can first, go first yeah. here, mate. So go all three in mine and we'll... I'll give us your three first of all, and then we'll... we'll all right, my, my three was um, 
Jamar Chase. I uh, thought mm-hmm. he had a really good game, um, especially after the... He really set himself up with a real low floor with all the, the catching talk and how it's harder to catch an NFL ball. It was all smoke and mirrors, came out and dominated. Um, it was really good to see, I think, for people that own him and how much he would have invested in the hype. He mm. actually came out and really delivered. So that was, um, you know, my top there. I think, you know, honourable mention to the next guys, but I'll let, let you guys go with your three first. Well, I had Jamar Chase too, so exactly the same reason. He was so highly touted and he week one, he immediately lives up to that sort of alpha receiver um, billing. Like he's he's that perimeter receiver. He was fantastic. He caught deep balls. He got a heap of targets. So just immediate confidence that you can start him pretty much week in, week out. Yeah, five receptions uh, on seven targets, 101 yards and a touchdown. That's nothing to sniff your nose at. That's pretty much what you're paying for um, when you're, you're picking up this guy as what, usually top four um, in those rookie drafts. Also had a bit of a rushing attempt. Not that he gained any yards from it, but it, it shows that the Bengals want to use him. So it's it's definitely definitely good. Um, he's my, my two, actually. I... Uh, had a bit of a surprising game from young Elijah Mitchell, so he's taken my my top spot. Um, you know, I think Jamar Chase was was drafted to be that kind of guy. Um, so you know, the fact that he that he did what he was supposed to do kind of put him back to number two. Whereas Elijah Mitchell came out and and just performed like a, a guy. Well, he he essentially performed how you would expect uh, the, the what's his name uh, the Sermonator to come out and do. Um, everyone was expecting Trey Sermon to be in this Elijah Mitchell role, but Elijah Mitchell has come in and, and done the job. Uh, 19 attempts, 104 yards and a sneaky tutty in there. Um, the only issue was there was no targets and receptions for him, but he he performs well above expectation. Um, if you had told me at the start of last week that this is what Elijah Mitchell would have put up, I would have smacked you in the face. Obviously, there was an injury that, that went in into this, but um, the fact that he took it, took it by the balls and, and, and did the job he, uh, he takes my three here. Yeah, he was my number two. So um, I think I took him late fourth round in Sheep's one. As just a, I've mm. got Mostert and Hasty. I may as well pick up all the 49ers backs. And yep. uh, yeah, earns himself a starting role, I think, just because he's got a bit more burst mm. yeah, and quicker. speed. And that, that's what Shanahan likes. And he just immediately, as soon as Mostert was down, he was immediately the guy... Um, Obviously, he likes to run with the hot hand, so we'll see mm-hmm. what happens next week. But um, can't fault that start. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it rolls on from here. We're going to talk about snap percentages in a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's going to be, it'd be interesting to see if they just roll with Elijah Mitchell or if Hasty and Sumi get involved this next game. Um, Jeff Wilson's going to be coming back soon. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, so that was my three. Uh, we'll roll into the next next one. Point your number two, mate. No, oh, I Devonta Smith number two. I was really impressed with again how he played, and I guess that overall how the how the Eagles did play and how they were able to use him. I think um, in saying that, I did have Mitchell as my last point for number one, but I think for me, if I more about him, he he played so well and came out of the blue. But I think I I just probably was happier to see the other two perform well, and that sort of stuck me with a bit of leading with them here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had him at uh, at one point. Same with you as um, just just his stats. Just so we, we all know what's going on there. Six receptions off eight targets for seventy one yards and a touchdown. Not a bad start. His first catch was a touchdown. 
Uh, so that's pretty much how you want to start your NFL career. He did look good. Uh, found a few open holes in, in the zone a couple of times. He was schemed open a couple of times. That touchdown, uh, you know, Zach Hurts did the little rub play and mm. he was free in the corner. Um, so I suppose he was kind of schemed open, which is probably what you want to see. Um, they're, they're designing plays for him as well. But, um, yeah, I just had Elijah Mitchell and Jamar Chase above him. Jamar Chase was my number two for those playing at home. Um, so Mitchell, Chase and Smith were my top three. Um, and you was... So we had yeah, all think- had the same three, right? Yeah, all we all have the same three, just in different order. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Smith was also just exactly as built. Like you knew he was going to be a reliable receiver um, from college because of his numbers, and he just came straight into the NFL and proved right away that he's going to be the guy on that team. Um, and that's great to see a huge confidence booster. He can start him as a, you know, low end two probably at at worst right away. Yeah. No, it's definitely a good start for these guys. And uh, a couple of honourable mentions. I just wanted to, to sneak in. We'll talk about these guys a little bit later. But Kenny Gamewell um, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he actually performed well above my expectations. And we're going to look at snap percentages soon. He was a bit higher than I was expecting um, for, a, for his first game. Um, yeah, he looked pretty good in the, in the work that he did, both in the, in the passing game and the rushing game. So Yeah, for my honourable mention would have been, has to be Najee Harris with 100%. Mm snap percentage i think although the output wasn't the volume you'd want or like i mean the points wise we want for fantasy but i think the fact that he was on the field the whole time he was the only option to run the ball the only option to catch the passes in the backfield um you can't ask for more and against you know such a good team like the um the bills it really shows the faith they had in him to go out there and play and the fact that there's not really anyone else that they're willing to to spell him with to give him a go, right? And he gets mm-hmm. some more favourable defences. He's um, he's going to eat, as they would say. Yeah, and, you know, there was talk about um, the guys behind him, Benny Snell, Caelan Balazs in the off-season. That, you know, they're not just going to give Najee the ball straight away, but it's like, you know, they've, they've paid the capital for him and they showed 100% of the time he was going to be on the field. So let's keep rolling through with this, um, this snap percentage. We're just going to take a look just at rookies this week. Um, just to start us off, we'll have a look at those... Um, you know, those other players that, you know, might be fringe kind of starts on your team just to see what the, the snap percentage changes are going to be for these guys and, you know, a couple of the other players that you're, you're a bit questioning whether you want to move them on or, you know, you think they're struggling. They're, where are their points at, you know? But then all of a sudden you see that their snap percentage is 100% and you're like, well, it's coming, you know what I mean? So a bit of positive regression and then those players that could also regress if they're putting up points and they're only on the field 20% of the time. So... Yeah, as you said, Najee Harris, 100%. That's uh, that's a great start. I mean, 16 rushing attempts of 45 yards, three targets, only caught one of them. But, um, you know, I don't know. It's a bit of a strange one, this one, how you can be on the, on the field for 100% of time in a positive gain script and only have you know, 16 for 45. But as you said, weaker opponent. You're going to be looking up for Najee Harris, right? Talk about this next one. Puda, you're the, the Broncos, Broncos lover. Javonte Williams. Yeah, um... To be honest, I think Melvin Gordon still came out and showed that he was uh, the main man in the backfield there. Um, but I think it does show that the Broncos are pretty confident to throw him out there and get, like, was it 50% of the... Yeah, 50-50 split between the two. Yeah, um, pretty... It was promising. Like he's, yeah, they're both, think... They both kind of have a different, different strengths, I guess. Like Melvin Gordon actually looked more like old Melvin Gordon, I think, like um, before he was just a, you know, run three and a half yards and fall over. He was he was pretty um, quick, bursty, and he had that huge run. Um, 
and I think, yeah, you're right. He did actually look a little bit better, like more likely to break tackles, just a little bit more likely to, to break one off than Javante Williams. But in his first game in the NFL, to, to get that kind of snap share and that kind of confidence from the coaching staff is awesome. Yeah, I think yeah, it's the main point of mine is that he's not... It's I don't. There's a lot of people that had him hyped up to be like, just screw Melvin Gordon. He's the, just he's going to knock him out and all of a sudden Melvin Gordon's been nothing. I don't think that's at all the case. It's it's He'll be good value, potentially best case scenario about a flex in a few weeks, I think. Um, but the fact that they're using him and they're confident to use both of them is a good sign for for him going forward and I think also for the Broncos I think yeah, one thing we saw the Broncos do. play really well was like they didn't play the Broncos were able to just keep the game under control and not often they either they let games get away from them or be be chasing and have to try and bring it back whereas with the two of these guys and, and the receivers and Teddy they're they're much more controlled and they're much, they're much more okay, structured and there's a bit of a strategy actually let the defense win the game yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, outside of that uh, that seventy-yard touchdown that he scored, um, pretty similar stats if you if you take that one play out of it. Um, so yeah, look, I think they're just going to roll with both of them for the rest of the, well, for the first half of the year, uh, barring injury. Um, yeah, but it's a it's a an encouraging start for a young Javante it's, Williams. It's a good matchup next week as well for the Broncos playing in Jacksonville. Mm. So, dog likes it too by the sound of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep rolling through these. Uh, Michael Carter was the next one we wanted to look at. There was a bit of bit of hype building in the off season over over Michael Carter and uh, having a look at this snap percentage. Yeah, he played on the it was only on the field for twenty four point six percent of the snaps. Um, I think it was uh, oh, who was the guy in front of him that was was getting all the carries. Let me just I get it up here. I remember. Yeah, Ty Johnson was the Ty guy. Johnson, yeah. um, playing fifty three point eight percent of the snaps, which was surprising. Um, I think a lot of people thought Tevin Coleman was going to be the, the guy that got the nudge here at uh, 26.2% of the snaps. So, I don't know. It's kind of a, a murky backfield. Obviously, the, the situation in New York mm-hmm. is still developing. Um, None of them got anything going. Like, yeah, their running I, game yeah. was, was not effective in this game. So Their offense in general wasn't super effective, right? Yeah, they've yeah, lost kind of now as well. Yeah, yeah, it's going to make it even harder. Um, I don't think there's much confidence going around in the, the Jets' backfield. Um, at this point in time I think maybe they're pretty much saying teams will come up against the Jets and say you know score with your arm test the rookie out don't even not going to mm. let him get any 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 room on the ground to like build his confidence up and establish a drive they're just going to say you beat us beat our cornerbacks and go for it and then yeah, it's a bit scary for Zach Wilson actually just if teams know that they can just force him to do everything it puts more on his shoulders and it's it's going to put a lot of pressure on him and it'll be interesting to see how he handles that in the NFL coming I think there was he got some touchdowns late in that game which hmm. would have been yeah through a couple to Corey Davis um, I think yeah if, the confidence if, a bit. The, the, if he's able to do that early in a game and really push it put the other team on the back foot and be like if he throws the two touchdowns early when you, you're being aggressive trying to stop the run um, really force you to then actually have to think about how Teams are saying, you come out and prove it to us. So as soon as he comes mm. out and does prove it to them, they'll back off a bit. And I think that's what yeah. what he just needs to be strong and realize that and when take his chance. Um, then he'll be able to, like, you know, they'll reset and we might actually see some value in the New York Jets running backs. But at the moment, it's probably somewhere you're just, uh, you're just you know, having a looky over and keeping an eye on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
I think it's going to be a, a long build-up for the Jets to get anywhere that you're going to be starting anyone with confidence in that backfield. You know, wide receivers here and there. Obviously, Corey Davis has, has looked pretty good in that I first week. Corey, so. Corey Davis is a must-start, I think. Yeah, I think mm. yeah for sure. Um, but you know, running backs, yeah, you wouldn't be starting any until you see some some improvement here. But uh, let's keep moving through these. The 49ers backfield was interesting. Uh, don't know what happened with Trey Sermon. Not too sure. We have got a lull next to him because he wasn't on the field. Uh, didn't suit up. Um, not too sure where the go is there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there this week. But Elijah Mitchell, as we said before, uh, he was up near 64 percent of the carries, and then Jermichael Hasty. Uh, with 29.1% of the carries after that Raheem Mostert injury. Um, what did he have? Two carries and then job done for the year. Uh, the initial yep. thoughts were that he was out for eight weeks and then uh, announced yeah, this morning that he's done for, the, done for the season. So a bit of a bummer for him. And, you know, we were talking about this last week with that trade you put through, right, yours, that there was yeah. always that risk that he was going to get injured. And sure enough, two carries in, job done. Yeah, feeling pretty good about the trade, but I've got Mostert in a lot of spots, so it still <laughs> hurt me plenty, so... Yeah. yeah. So talk about this this backfield. What do you think moving forward? Do you think we see this this kind of snap percentage from Elijah Mitchell every week, or do you think Sermon and, and Hasty come in and you know you're looking at more of a 33 percent split between three players, and you you want to kind of avoid it? Well, I think that Hasty probably had a role, and he's going to keep that role um, until maybe Jeff Wilson comes back. I'm not exactly sure what their plan is for Jeff Wilson, mm. but it looked like Elijah Mitchell was sort of their speed guy that they wanted to sort of be a, I think they wanted him more on special teams and that to rely on Raheem Mostert as the guy but once Mostert went down Elijah Mitchell was sort of the best fit for that role in their offense yeah because he was sort of the the fastest guy and they put him in and they got pretty much what they would have got out of Raheem Mostert to be honest like you can't ask for much more than 100 yards mm. um and so I think you'll probably continue to see him in this role in some pretty friendly matchups coming up. So, For yeah, sure. it'll be... I think, yeah, Trey Sermon's probably going to make the roster this week, <laughs> you would think, Fire with how many would... running backs they use. Yeah. But, um, it will be interesting, because obviously you had Ayuk with nothing. Yeah. You had a pretty quiet game from George Kittle um, when they're not crushing a team until the last two minutes of the game. Uh <laughs> whether he gets a few less carries and, and maybe he's, he's not quite as effective. but Go through the ground and pound. Yeah, he's got that uh, home run threat because that's why mm. they were using him in the most of role. So yeah, well, and, and, and get saying him, get him. that Hasty was on the field for 30% of the time, he touched the ball twice. So it's not as though he was hugely you know, used, but uh, he was definitely on the field enough. So whether they want to just use him as that kind of blocking role as well, not really sure. I didn't have, haven't looked at the footage too much, but um, yeah, it's always interesting to look at how they share the field. Put anything to add on this, mate? Well, he's not the biggest player, Hasty, mm. to be that strong of a blocker. I think. Yeah, true. I think the thing that scares me here is like, how much can we um, we, we invest or put hope on, on on just one week performance from from Mitchell? Um, like it's the 49ers it wouldn't surprise me if next week they throw Sermon out there and he goes for 100 yards and then the week after they give someone else a go I don't know like like Chris said earlier they'll go with the hot hand and I think at the yeah, moment he might have score it three touchdowns yeah or something like it's it's yeah if you, if you own him you're happy and you're going to wait and see but I, I would be conservative about uh, what going out there and paying too much for him right now like yeah okay so that's um, the question what do you pay for him if you if you're the 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 Raheem Mostert 
installer Raheem, probably don't want to install him at the moment. Uh, if you were the, the owner of Raheem, what are you paying for Elijah Mitchell? I don't think you want to pay more than, than a second for a 49ers running back just because you just never know who it's going to... It's a bit like the Patriots, but more effective. Um, but the, the Patriots can be as well. They can, you know... I remember last year I started bloody... can't even remember his name. And I just, for? It was an, for the Patriots. It was an absolute desperation play, and he scored three touchdowns. It's just... That's what can happen in running backs in this kind of offense. They can... If they get going, the coach will just leave them out there and they'll just run a rampage all over it because their offense is designed to run. So if you can get a piece of this running back room, there's every chance it's going to be effective. You just got to see, I think, for another couple of weeks how it shakes out and, and who's going to be the, the lead dog there. So if he was sitting on your waiver wire, um, you know, there's some, some dynasty leagues that, you know, maybe he wasn't picked up. There's a couple that I'm in that he's sitting on the waiver wire there. What uh, what kind of fab are you spending on him? Um, are, you, are you spending, say, 20%? Yeah, I'm, I'm spending pretty big on Elijah Mitchell. That's uh, mm. it's a startable asset. He's looking sort of safe for the whole season with only Jeff Wilson to come back, like unless they really trade for someone else and why would they when they just got that production and they've had great production from Jeff Wilson and Jamichael Hasty in the past. So um yeah, I would I'd be happy to spend a decent amount on this guy. I think he's he's worth it. If you can spend twenty fab and trade him for a second, do it. Fair enough. Agree, Poto, about around that twenty mark or you'd go fifty, sixty well, what's the maximum you'd go? I think it's to like too early in the season then. asking for a friend forget go 50 but I think I'm you know that 20 range is, is pretty good I, I think you probably you probably to be honest with you you might not be getting him no. at 20 I think it's mm. it's going to be Someone's everyone gonna it's in that range where people are thinking everyone's going to be paying 20 so what's the next guy someone else is going to be thinking everyone's paying 20 he might pay 25 so if I'm going to think 30 and then someone else is thinking that like Maybe thirty-two reckon, or something gets yeah, it done. Yeah, it's probably thirty to forty. Maybe might be where it ends up going for. But I think that's the thing. They have to. This fab spending really depends on your league. Like if there is, if you're in a deep league with, and there's not no other option, you're like, are you really going to get another running back mm. on the waiver that that in this season that's going to have this potential opportunity? Mm. Um, in those leagues, you want to be spending a bit more. But if you're in a league where, or oh, there could, I mean, I don't know. You don't know. Other teams could. There could something could happen anything maybe you keep it and I think it's really dependent on the league but most dynasty leagues I think all the good guys are pretty much gone this is one of those chances that probably will see the chance of or potential of people throwing out 50 plus yeah if we say take sheeps too where I often find like you look at the trending list on sleeper or something there's nobody like there's never anyone available on there the best case scenario yeah exactly you're going to pick up like Randall Cobb when he moves teams or something yeah. halfway through the season last year and he doesn't do anything like what, what are you saving that fab for you know go ahead and spend it so yeah because like I, I said the, if you could trade your 100 fab for a second right now would you do it mm, yeah yeah. yeah. No, My, um, the premise probably would be there that depending on the type of league as well like if you're in a super flex league I think there's often a lot more opportunity for value if a quarterback goes down and then back up 100% comes on the wall because often There'll be some teams that you don't have the backup for or the backup for the backup. I don't know. Some, that that just happens and there's like those guys. I've, 
I definitely go for a lot more in, especially like looking at four, the fourteen teamers are increased. There's yeah. when someone goes down, that quarter that quarterback goes for like nearly hundred percent fab. Yeah. Like, mm. They're going out there. I remember in one league, I was bought Mason Rudolph. Was it last season when <laughs> Big Ben went down, or the season before, and it was just you know throw everything out there. It doesn't really pan out, but like if you already got two quarterbacks in a in a super flex, like you have to. They're the most valuable asset and the chance to go up. You're going to spend your fab to try and to get it, especially if you're a rebuilding team as well. Like, um, there's nothing else to play for. You don't need the fab to win you the league. So, go for it and then you know make some profit. Definitely. All right, let's keep rolling through these. Yeah, um, just through. A, a couple that we'll, we'll point out. Chuba Hubbard, obviously, back up to CMC. Got on the field uh, only ten percent of the time. It's nothing. Nothing to worry about there. CMC is obviously going to be the workhorse there. Kenny Gainwell, as I said before, um, had quite the performance for uh, his first game in the NFL. Uh, he was on the field 35% of the time, but he definitely used it to, uh, very effectively. Um, ran one in, had a couple of uh, catches here and there as well. So he looked pretty good. Nine for 37. Um, you know, not not spectacular, but ran in a touchdown. A couple of receptions here and there. Um, just looked a little bit uh, a little bit bursty. Um, watched that game today. Just to see what it was like, looking like um, that backfield looked pretty good. Obviously, um, you know he's not the, the first cab off the rank, but uh, he did enough with his his, his touches. Anything you, you want to add on those? I think it's just drama? clear he overtook Boston Scott pretty mm. easily. Like he was clearly the second option, so that's, that's great news for your dynasty shares. Definitely, Miles Sanders is always a chance to get hurt. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then Larry Roundtree, um, all those people that took him in round three uh, were just. He was on the field a little bit, quarter of the time, which is you know more than more than I was expecting actually. Um, didn't do too much, eight carries, twenty-seven yards, but uh, he was on the field enough to, to be annoying to the Eckler shares. They actually the Eckler the Eckler snap percentage was something that intrigued me today. Let me just bring that up real quickly so you just fill for a second. Um, I think if you got Larry Roundtree real late in a draft, you're probably pretty happy because there's plenty of guys like Javonta Williams and stuff that just didn't even stick on a roster, so. You got a little bit of value there. I'd probably trade him for anything. Javian, I could get, Javian but, Hawkins. Uh, Javian Hawkins, sorry. What did I say? Yeah, I was going to say Javonta Williams. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, that's like a... um, 58% for Eckler. Um, a bit lower than I was expecting, you know. I suppose coming off the sneaky little injury, I suppose, yeah. maybe on a snap count. So we'll see how that changes next week. So keep an eye on those, those snap percentages. But if you can get something, as you said, for round three now, it's, it's mm. sell now, I yeah, suppose. I think, I think it is, you're exactly right. This is the period where these backs have a little bit, still have rookie hype right mm. um, and it's it's a very fine line between them getting an opportunity and performing and winning the role and the like think of Josh Kelly last season he had the same thing and now he's worthless right um, so if some of the like you've got to pinch yourself and be like not every running back is going to become James Robinson that you drafted late that is going to you know chances are if they don't right. become it right away they're probably yeah. never going to become it so it's time to and if you get something Realistically, a move is probably good, I think. Um, you don't have to sit there hoping out for, oh, I drafted a third-round running back. I want to get a I want to get a first if I can get a trade running back. It's not gonna, that's not going to happen. You need to accept that and think about what is actual a value gain for him. And sometimes these running backs, a value gain is getting a pick in the next year's draft for the same round mm. you took him in, I think. Um, you can't be afraid of accepting, like, a ch- getting another chance um, and drafting a player over a player that is just, you know, a depth piece that really... So every team has that many backs. Um, there's going to be those guys that just show up or 
the team doesn't want to have them do the whole workload, but they'll be a special teams guy or a depth piece. Um, you definitely want to be able to not hold on to too many of those guys and, and really fill up your roster and be like, oh, there. I've got all these guys that could be worth something, but actually now they're not worth anything and I've held them for two years. Um, I've just got to drop I've got to drop them. I get nothing for it. Whereas if you yep. take some, hedge your bets and, and look to, to move on, I think with what they do with Eckler, he's probably valuable, but you need to maybe look, hold him for a bit longer and see what happens. But if he's starting to get pick up some more snaps, it might be a good time to try and, you know, test the market and see what value you can get for him. All right, let's move into some wide receivers here. Um, there's a couple of uh, these ones we don't really need to talk too much about. Jamar Chase, as discussed before, uh, he was on the field 90% of the time. Devontae Smith, almost 90% of the time. Uh, Jalen Waddle, um, a lot of people pretty high on this guy. Uh, he was almost 80% of the time. Had a pretty He's good first my, week. actually my honourable mention, because basically I looked at it. The, the top three wide receivers in this draft were pretty highly billed, and they all just were immediately like clear focuses of the offense like they they had plenty of role straight away so he had 61 yards six targets 80 percent of the snaps um i don't think you were quite expecting exactly jamar chase or devonta smith type role for jalen waddle like he's a bit more of a a role player than those two but um it showed that they were keen to get him involved in that role so i was pretty excited by his first week Pretty well organised defence as well against uh, you know New England, so it's you know it's a good start. Once once again, um, got that touchdown, which which you look good on. Um, let's roll through a few here. Uh, Rondale Moore is one that interests me. Uh, he was on the field twenty nine percent of the time for the Cardinals, but when he was on the field and actually ran a route, Kyler was looking for him. I think the stat was you know he ran. Look, he was on on the field for I think it was twenty snaps. He ran actual routes on a on a throwing play, you know, say eight times, and he caught six of his targets, something like that. I can't remember what the exact stat was. Um, so when he was on the field, Kyler was looking for him. So he's already taken um, <laughs> AJ Green's production and, and told him to go away. Um, obviously, he's going to be the third guy there. Uh, Hopkins and Kirk kind of balled out. Uh, Hopkins obviously going to demand most of the targets, but the fact that he's on the field and the fact that Kyler Murray is looking for him is definitely a sign for a future thing. You know, AJ Green's only there for a year. Christian Kirk, I'm pretty sure there's a contract year for Kirk as well, so it could be the Hopkins Rondale Moore show next year. So if you can get this guy, I'd be getting him onto your roster now. I think a cautionary tale for me for Rondale Moore would be just they were pretty in control of this game. Oh, it was hot. Start to finish. Um, <laughs> Rondell Moore is like that kind of gadgety guy as well. So maybe being in control, they were like, ah, let's just throw Rondell out there and see how some of these weird plays work and, and how, how he how he adapts to NFL speed. So maybe you don't see him targeted quite so much. And if he's only getting a 30% snap chair, um, it's not as fruitful next week and the week after. Yeah, I can definitely see that changing. Um, I think he'll be on the field more. They definitely want to use the guy. They've said that multiple times in, in press conferences, and, uh, you know, Cliff's a big fan of him. Um, Kyler's obviously a fan of him as well. AJ Green only had one more target than him, so, um, you know, we'll just see what happens. But, yeah, I've, I've got high hopes for him second half of the year that he can come in and, and you know, and be very, very usable. Uh, Elijah Moore's the next guy that we're going to look at here. Poitier, 86.2% for uh, the Jets. Didn't do much with it, though. Anything you want to talk about with Elijah Moore here? Is this one of those ones where if he keeps his snap percentage, it's just it's going to come? I think so. You might. It's not a bad thing to be on the field a lot, right? Um, exactly. And it's and you know there's a lot of if you look, look at the 
the story around you know first game for both him and his quarterback it didn't start very good for either like for the team mm-hmm. um but the fact that they're that they're confident of leaving him out there that much time in the game is going to be like it's it's only a matter of time before being on the field more will lead to more targets to lead into more points, right? So I think it's a wait and see. You probably don't want to start him at all. Probably still let him sit on your taxi for the time being, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's he's going to be a wait and see guy for a while. But you can't be disappointed with that high snap percentage early, like compared to a lot of these other guys. Um, it's nothing to scoff at. Yeah, I mean, it's going to change potentially when, when Jamison Crowder comes back. Uh, he was out this week. But, you know, there was a lot of Denzel Mims hype last week. He played in three snaps this week, so he's clearly overtaken Denzel Mims already. Um, Corey Davis I think is obviously two different the other receivers guy in one oh, regard. Yeah. Like, they're not going to. And I think it's the fact that Corey Davis is Denzel Mims's competition, and they're not really looking to throw him out there. Keelan Cole, I think, was the other one that mm. was out. Um, yep. But I'm, I'm not necessarily concerned about him. I guess Crowder definitely has uh, value and they're going to want to use him, but it'll be very interesting to see how this offense actually develops and who are the key weapons in it. Because I think at the moment it's sort of Corey Davis and then everything else you sort of, you're just waiting to see how they gel and build some, you know. Yeah, it's it's a waiting game, right? You've got to, yeah. you, you know, this offense is brand new. There's brand new coaching staff in there. So it's going to take some time, as you said. So yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah, ke- chemistry was the word I was looking for. Yeah. But thanks for jumping in. Sorry, mate. Well, you just took a bit too long. Yeah, I, was like, hey, I, was stuck. I, was like, I didn't want to say... I found the right, wrong word, like a different word. I'm like, nah, I don't want that one. Fair enough. Uh, Kadarius Tony, he was not on the field. Um, bit of a surprise. You, you was the, the Giants man. Did you expect a bit more out of him this week? Or is it kind of just a... Eh, the, the team sucks anyway, so... I don't know if maybe the game was close. I, I don't know what it was. It was a bit odd. It was um, injury from the... He hadn't... He hadn't trained much during training camp, so they only had limited practices this week. I think it was really just to throw him out there and ease him into it. Like he wasn't Stuck necessarily down. up to the game speed, I don't think, or yeah. what the team wanted to do. So they tried to throw a few. Um, like I think something very simple. They were both um, screen passes. They were trying to to get him it just see build, if he could do build a bit of confidence. Yeah, because I think he, you know he's probably not ready and up to the, like the game plan of what they want to do, and you know know all the plays and had that execution with Jones as well as they would hope and I think that's a bit of time for him to sort of work on that while he's you know now healthy and hopefully staying healthy they'll they'll probably try and see what they can do more I think he's a bit it is a bit interesting because they do have the you know that they got they got a good they got a decent Galladay receiver so, in right yeah, yeah they're not gonna there's no clear we have to get this guy involved more like I think they might want to but if he's not showing it in training or really doing something the others can't, they're going to mm. not necessarily just get him involved because they have to. I don't think that's the way Joe Judge is going to work. He's going to he thinks the team's good and they're going to play with the the best guys and you know stick to that plan. I think he's got a bit of work to overcome in terms of when he does get an opportunity. He he really needs that one play where he can flash just to say, "Look, I can do it. You got it," and then put the pressure on the the head coach to say, hey, we got to use this guy more. We'll get, get everyone talking about it. Yeah, I don't think Joe Judge cares where he was drafted or where anyone was drafted, to be honest. I think he's, he's well, the best players in training get onto the field and, yeah, he's got he's to prove it there. He's got to make the most of his opportunities to get. 
All right, so there's just a few more we'll talk about here. Um, we'll finish up pretty quickly here. Terrace Marshall uh, on the field for 50, just over half the half the time. Uh, had a few targets, I think it was six targets. He had a, half of those converted into receptions and a handful of yards, but, um, you know, 53%. I suppose that's, you know, it's, it's a decent start. Um, but, look, once again, new offense, more new offensive weapons. Um, Sam Darnold needs to get accustomed to him, so... I think it's a bit of time, and, and that, that number will increase, and, and away we go. Uh, stop me if you want to talk about any of these guys. Amon Rasan Brown, not uh, not a, I suppose, you know, it's just a high percentage snap. Didn't do much with it either. Um, on the field, 64% of the time. Um, what did he turn that into? Just quickly getting those stats up for you. Uh, two, two receptions, four targets. Um, but, you know, on the field for almost three quarters of the time, so I'm going to assume that's going to be coming too. And, and we know the Lions aren't going to be a stellar offense, so that's one that's just going to be festering in the background for a little while, so keep an eye on him. Amari Rogers, I think this is a little bit deceptive. 25, a bit over 25% of the, the time here, thrown at the end of the game here in a very losing situation, the thought Which was, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think he's the second team at the moment. Diami Brown for the Washington football team. Huge percentage of, of snaps here, 92%. Thoughts on this? <laughs> he I'm didn't make you. the most of his opportunity, did he? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. But it's encouraging to see him on the field so much, right? This is a kind of, of a guy late in rookie drafts that you were getting. Um, I think my, my hope for him was, though, that Fitzpatrick was going to throw the deep bomb yeah. to him over and over and over again, and he was done very quickly. And, yeah, look, I like Taylor Haneke, but I just don't know that he's the the, the YOLO ball thrower that, that Fitzpatrick was, so... I mean, it was interesting. I'm going mean, to wait and see on De'Ami Brown, but good to see him on the field constantly. That's great. Yeah, it was him and Terry McLaurin on the field most of the time. It, yeah. Terry McLaurin's on 100%, and then behind him, it was you know, there's a little bit of build up in, in the offseason about Adam Humphreys only on the field for 60%, 60% of the time. So look, he's out there. That means you know there's opportunity there. You can't you can't catch Curtis, it all when you're not on the field, right? So Curtis Samuel's sniffing around as well, but I'm just not sure. He's an IR when he's going to mm. come back. I just I don't know that he's going to get healthy this year. I think this could be a a Beckham a couple of years ago sort of, uh, situation where mm-hmm. that core muscle, he's just never quite right. Keep an eye on him is what, what I'm saying here. Um, mm-hmm. That's a high percentage of snaps to be played. But, you know, as you said, did absolutely nothing with it. One catch, so, and it was minus yards. But, uh, Anthony Schwartz. Just real promising. Cracking game. Cracking game. But, yeah, real promising. Yes, agreed. Go. Talk about Obviously, it. Beckham wasn't there, but Baker likes him, mm. and they're a very good team. They showed that. So, actually, one of the things I didn't bring up at the start of the episode, that game was fantastic. Um, the Browns look like contenders. The Chiefs are still superstars. Um, yeah, he's pretty exciting. I was pretty surprised by his performance. Yep, three, three receptions, five targets 69 yards uh, had a rushing attempt go for 17 yards as well so they're trying to use him which is what you want to see so um, yep quite quite encouraging um, you know if there's an injury or something like that he's definitely up for some some work uh, Josh Palmer was last one we'll look at here uh, on the field just over 15% of the time um, preseason darling on, yeah. that didn't yeah. really pan out how everyone hoped I think yeah I mean just keep an eye on him um, see if that if that snap percentage goes up then you know, talk about some stuff that's going on. But uh, and then the the two tight ends that were 
Taking in most drafts, Cole Pitts and, and Fry Pat, or Patrick Fry Tuck, as, as he's called on this show doc that we've got here. Cole Pitts on the field 68.1% of the time, and then Fry Pat uh, half the time. I think he shared with uh, old mate. What's his name? Eric Ebron. Eric. Yeah, that's the one. Thanks, mate. Ebron. Enron, as I like to call him, because my <laughs> phone always corrects it to that. <laughs> um, so what did you think about that? Just, just real quickly, what did you think about their performances? Anything that stood out to you? Be nice if Kyle Pitts got me a touchdown for my multi, but um, good to see. He, he wasn't on the field, I guess, as much as I thought he would be, but um, yeah, plenty of action. I think I mean, that they'll get better, or I hope that they'll get better. Yeah, I think Hayden Hurst was on the field a bit, getting a few catches here and there, but um, yeah, far out. I thought this would have been a lot closer game and they would have got him more involved. They were in negative game script mm. the entire time. Um, yep. To not have your best player or one of your best players out there that you've you know, you spent your fourth round, first, what was it, fourth pick or something on? Yep. Um, it's a bit strange. Poyda, anything you, you thought about that one, mate? Oh, well, I think, it, you know, easy to know that the game script wasn't really necessarily going to play in for them, but I think I was more interested in how Frymuth went. Um, yep, fair enough. I actually definitely thought he... It was good to see him out there. I think he received a took a catch maybe or a few. He got I a catch touchdown, didn't he? Yeah. Or did he just was it just a long run? No, he got a, a one reception for twenty four yeah. yards. Yeah, it was yeah. A, and that's nice to see him out there and Ben throwing to him because I think um, he's probably got the more potential to to be valuable in that team than Eric Ebron. Although Ebron's probably law has that size and will always be a chance to throw him on for a play or two to. You know, take a catch when you need it, but the is going to be the guy that's on the field every down that hopefully you can get a you know a bit more volume out of. I, d- I think it's going to be a real struggle to get volume out of the Pittsburgh Steelers because they've got so many options mm. and they want to use the running back, and it's just a bit. There's too many mouths to feed. I think there. So I yeah, think just if if on. anything, when they've been like the Steelers and Big Ben, when he find when someone is hot and doing like I'm not saying this for the tight end position right but overall like when Antonio Brown was booming like yeah he he's better to him right so I think it's all the problem for them at the moment is all no one's really established himself as the dog Uh, they're all sort of in the mix right and I think and there's a if you can get the if one of these guys can stand up and say I'm the alpha I'm the one you're going to go to there's going to be a big chance of that guy you know putting up a lot of points yeah, it's, it was interesting to look at the snap percentages of the wide receivers in this game uh, for Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Juju's on the field most of the time, and then it was Deontay Johnson, uh, Chase Claypool behind 75% for Johnson, 67% for Claypool. So it's not as though they're on the field a dramatic amount of time as opposed to Juju, 92%. And then James Washington also got a quarter of the time. So, yeah, they're, you know, going to be fun to try and figure out what's going on in Pittsburgh and which wide receiver to start, but um, it's a bit hit or miss. Um, in that wide receiver room. I don't think you can start anyone with confidence every single week. I mean, everyone's hyping up Claypool, but you just still don't want to start him because you don't know when those three touchdowns are going to come. So, um, Yeah, look, we'll keep an eye on these these rookie snap percentages over the year. Um, they're the ones we're going to talk about today. If there's any other ones that uh, that you want us to quickly have a, a fly through, then definitely hit us up on the, on the socials. Um, but yeah, look, interesting stuff for week one. And it's good to have, it's bloody good to have football back. Bloody good. Too right. Snuck up on me, but man, I was turned on on <laughs> Friday and Monday morning, even though I was asleep for most of it. <laughs> All right, boys. Always a pleasure. Anything else we want to talk about here? Job oh, done for the a, week? 
just accepted a trade in one league. Just did you really hit us up? Yeah, yeah no one hit us up with any. Oh yeah, for a, um, oh, the startling twenty twenty two second round pick. Wow. Okay. Yep. Hang on. Which one are you getting? The, the second. Fourteen teamer. Yeah, okay. Yep. Fair yeah. Fourteen teamer. That team is also the one that uh, either just looks to be had the user delete their sleeper account, so they've just had to find someone else to replace them. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I don't Sorry. think the pick came from... Like, the pick was owned by a different team, but that's yeah, the right. team's pick, so... Yeah. Uh, hopefully that uh, that team might go full rebuild and ends up to be an early pick in the... It says here, Pete traded with deleted-XL9M4AJ6QBPD. <laughs> I see, I see. So that, that trade's with... been pending for about 17 <laughs> weeks, waiting for the, the Fitzpatrick um, <laughs> I, I, Well, this, this is how it went down, right? I posted in the league chat with the... I put Taylor Heineke on the block, and then I wrote cheap and then just then i got a tra- uh, offer for a second and i was like all right done yeah, that's <laughs> not cheap that's actually a decent value so good stuff um yeah but hit us up with those trades on on the socials we want to obviously break them down we want to see them as well we want to see what these these things are valued at and as we said last week don't overreact to this week one play it out um there'd be plenty of people panicking over you know players like zeke and Najee and all those kind of guys because they didn't put up points but you know bear with it stay safe uh, and you know trust the process as you would say right trust the process <laughs> alright boys always a pleasure um, I'll be on those new beers next week probably a two is new um, so look forward to that review uh, and then hit us up on those socials with anyone you, you think we missed and uh, and we can we can definitely talk about it next week but uh, we might do a sneaky look at uh, some free agents that might be on the on the wire next year and uh, what to expect from them yeah. for this year so keep an eye out for that next week um, Survivor stuff's happening apparently they want us to talk about it on the podcast so we'll see what happens but uh Yep. Until next week, boys. Catch you later. Ciao for now. See ya. See ya.